Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations. Now, here's our lead pastor, J.D. Swilly. So a couple of weeks ago, we'll just do a short, a brief recap talking about this, Made to Connect. You know, we are made to not just come and show up, but we're made for deep connection. We're made for relationships. Life without relationships has zero meaning. You could accomplish all the things in the world that you would ever want to, you, you could ever dream of, but if you had no one to share those accomplishments with or those experiences with, if you had no one on the mountaintop with you or even no one in the valley with you, life would have very little meaning, no meaning at all. We're made for relationship. God made us for relationship. In the very beginning, in the garden, God said it is not good for man to be alone. And so the the first reason we need to be connected to our church family is for significant relationships. Everybody say significant relationships. This is not just a place that you come to just soothe your conscience because you get to check off the church box. You know, well, I attended church today. You don't come here because you're looking for more business networking connections. You don't just come here because, well, we're a homeschool family and there's other homeschool families here and we just want to do that. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not the purpose. That's not the reason why there's more significance in our relationships of why we're connected to each other than just because of some shared affinity. This is not the place you just show up to. This is the family that you belong to because that's what we are. And family is able to walk with you through every season in life, through those mountaintop experiences, through the darkest valleys. Yes, we're here for God, obviously, but we're also here for each other. That's how God designed it. We're here, church family, because the, this is where God wants us to find significant relationships. Another reason that we need to connect here in our church family is because we complete the body. You have a part in this body to play. I have a part in this body to play. And without you, we're incomplete. First Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talks about the church being the body of Christ. And the church is incomplete without you or me. If you're not here, we are missing a limb. You're amputated. You're out there somewhere in the world, and we need you to be here, be connected to the body. You're a vital member of the body. When you're here, it completes us. Being connected to the rest of the body is not always about just what you get out of it. Being connected to the body is sometimes about what you bring to the rest of the body. You know, it's not just about, well, I'm just showing up to get what I can get. No, we need you to show up because we need you to give what you can give. Maybe you're going to have a conversation with somebody and God's going to use that conversation through you and the words that you say and the prayers that you pray to encourage someone. You have no idea sometimes the things that people are going through here in this room today. You have no idea what they're going through. I was talking with someone today, uh, not today, but this week. I was talking with someone this week, and they were saying, hey, J.D., I just got 
this, uh, this phone message from someone I haven't talked to in years and years and years. They don't have any idea what's going on in my life right now, but I got this phone message from them. And they were telling me that, man, God sees me, that I'm important to him, that God's working on my behalf. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. God sees you. You are important. And what, what is God doing there? That guy didn't know what he was doing. He just was prompted by the Holy Spirit and he was obedient to send that message. And it was an incredibly encouraging and refueling for this guy to hear this message because of what he's going through. And we don't know what each of us are going through in this room today. Some of us we do because we share it with each other. Some of us we don't. But it's important that you're here because not just what you can give, but what you can give to someone else. The last reason that we talked about why we need to be connected here in our church family is because this is the environment in which we grow and mature as followers of Jesus. Growing as disciples of Jesus is a top priority. There was this guy who made a Facebook post and he had been dealing with being deceived over the issue of the importance of being in church and being connected to his church. And this is what he wrote. He says, I've been in church for the last 20 years and over that time I've heard a thousand sermons. But to be honest, I really can't remember very many of them. So I really, I think it's a waste of my time. I think it's a waste of my pastor's time for preparing the sermons at all. Well, as you can imagine, posting something like that, it can stir up quite the banter. And it did. Quite the banter stirred up on his Facebook post. And, and for days, people would chime in this thing, that thing, the other. And then finally, someone else chimed in, and this is what they wrote. They said, I've been married for 20 years. And over the course of 20 years, my wife has probably cooked more than 10,000 meals for me. And I, for the life of me, to be honest, I can't remember the full menu for any of those meals. But each one of those meals nourished me. And if I hadn't eaten those meals, I would have starved and I would be dead. Just like if I hadn't been connected to my church, I wouldn't have been spiritually nourished and I would be spiritually dead. Listen, the enemy has deceived people into thinking they can grow and mature as disciples of Jesus outside of the context of being connected to the body of Christ. So what do people do? They leave the church, they disconnect from significant spiritual life-giving relationships, and then a myriad of possibilities can flesh out. People get theologically goofy, they become disconnected to their purpose, They don't have the support system that they need for the various issues and crises that come up in their life. And I realize that I'm preaching mostly to the choir today because you're here, you're invested for the most part. And so what what I'm saying is the word that I'm giving you today, the truth and the encouragement that I'm giving you today isn't because I feel like, well, Maybe not all of you, but maybe some of you do need it today. But maybe a lot of us in here, we don't need this truth today, but you might need it later. You might need it at some other point in your life to be reminded of this truth, to encourage yourself with this truth. When you are tempted to disconnect from the body, you go, wait a second. There's a reason I need to stay connected to the body. Or maybe even you're hearing this truth because the Holy Spirit's prompting you to speak truth in love to someone else that you know that needs to be encouraged to stay connected to the body. 
because we're made to connect. Today, I just wanna share just for a few minutes, just a few more reasons why it's important for us to stay connected. One of them is, is that being connected here, it charges you up. Can anybody tell me what happens to their vehicle when their alternator stops operating? It's dead. The battery does not recharge itself and that car won't go. It doesn't go. And so, you know what, last year I had an alternator issue on my, on my truck and I had to get that replaced. And you know what, I didn't need a new battery, just need a new alternator because when the alternator was working, it charges the battery up. No, no problem, my car goes. And when you are here and you're connected to the church family in the life of the church, it's like, you, it's like your spiritual alternator and you're charging yourself up in the name of Jesus. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So again, as we gather here today and we sing the praises of God, together today, our faith is being charged up. Our spiritual batteries are being charged up. As we gather here, the people of God, and we hear the word of God preached, your spiritual batteries being recharged. It's that spiritual alternator at work. When we gather and we serve together and we pray for each other, our spiritual battery is charged up and then we're able to go in the name of Jesus. Being connected to your church also provides the opportunity to follow Jesus' example in serving others. That's another reason why we need to be connected. You know, one of the things that Jesus said about serving, he said this in Matthew chapter 25, verse 42. He said, for I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and didn't help you? Jesus, he will reply, he says, I'll tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. But the truth is also is that when we do those things in the name of Jesus, we do them unto Jesus. So being connected here in the church provides us the opportunity to serve just like Jesus served. And again, we've got serve day coming up this Saturday. We're gonna be serving Blackman High School. We're gonna be serving our friends here at the Grove who've been very generous to us over the, over the years. And um, in addition to serve day, Pastor Russell mentioned this in a couple Wednesdays from now, July 22nd, we are gonna have a church family meeting where we're gonna come together. We're gonna talk about these issues because as we have come through the pandemic, we're now faced with some really great opportunities to reorganize ourselves and and go all right all right how can we better serve one another in the church how can we better be equipped to serve outside of the church and so i want to encourage you go ahead this is an important meeting mark your calendars wednesday night july 22nd 7 p.m. be here cuz we're going to talk about how we can reorganize and um look for these new opportunities to, to get our act together, to get, to be a strong church again in serving. So please make plans to be there. Another reason to be connected to the church 
is because it helps you stay balanced. Now, I kind of mentioned that a minute ago where some people get out of the church. One of the things that happens often is they become a little, they can become a little theologically off, off kilter. But being connected in the church helps you stay grounded and stay balanced. And it's no secret we're faced with a myriad of challenges in the world. If I were to read off the challenges that we've faced just in this year, in 2020, it's been astounding. I was reading a Facebook post just yesterday. Actually, Jamie was reading it out loud to me. And she started at the beginning of the year and just started going down this thing and that thing and the other and the other. And I'm like, that was this year? You got to be kidding me. Like, we almost went to war with Iran. Maybe we still are, are almost at war with Iran. I don't know, but we haven't been focused on that. We, you know, there's been a meteor, a giant meteor that almost hit the earth. You know, we've had the pandemic, we've had the, the, the riots, and we've had all these things. And you, you go down this list of things, you're like, man, we, as, a, as human beings on this earth, have been faced with a tremendous amount of challenges this year. And I think to myself, how in the world can I navigate and be who God's called me to be in this world without being balanced with my church family, without being in this community? You know, Galatians chapter five, verse 16, Paul says this. He says, I say, live by the spirit and you won't gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what's contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other so that you don't do what you want. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. We know this. Verse 22, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Listen, no matter what's going on in the world, we can guarantee some of the things that we hear and we experience are going to be in conflict with how God is calling us to live. But being connected to our church family helps and encourages us to live that spirit-filled life that counteracts the attacks and the effects of the world, the attacks of the enemy. Some people wonder why in the world I can't understand why my kids are acting the way that they're acting. I can't understand why they're doing what they're doing. I can't understand why they're saying what they're saying. And parents aren't even doing the bare minimum of getting their kids to church. That, that's just the bare minimum. In discipleship, you ought to be engaged at home in discipling your kids. But the bare minimum would be even getting them, getting them here, getting them in youth group. It just doesn't make sense. You're like, but my kids don't want to go to church. They don't want to go to youth group. They don't want to come. You make your kids shower, don't you? Please, nod your head, yes. Yes, you make your kids shower. Hopefully, you make them eat their vegetables. You make them eat the things that are nutritious for them. You make them do their schoolwork, yes. Then why in the world would you not make them do, come, come be here and be around the people of God and encourage them to live and serve Jesus? That's the thing that's gonna make the most impact for eternity in their life. I think so many times parents have been afraid to like, well, you know, I just don't wanna shove Jesus down their throat because I don't want them to have a negative experience in church. Listen, if 
we just let our kids run around and do everything, if you use that same kind of philosophy in other areas of your life or their life with them, DFS is going to come and get your kids from you. Because your kids aren't going to want to do the things. They're not going to want to be uh, ruly. And it's the right thing to say, no, this, we are believers. We're followers of Jesus. We're disciples. And this is what disciples of Jesus do. We're connected to the church. Guys, for me growing up, it was not a, ever a question. This is, this is what we did. I can remember maybe two times in my entire childhood and adolescence where I probably woke up, probably, I don't really want to go to church. But you know what? I didn't even ask my parents. I didn't even approach it with them because I knew it's not an option. This is what we do. This is who we are, and this is what we do. It's not just this is what we do. It's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's an identity issue. This is who we are, and because this is who we are, this is how this is fleshed out. This is what we do. It's an overflow. Being connected to the church is not because I'm doing this because I'm trying to get brownie points with the pastor or get brownie points with Jesus. It's just an automatic overflow of who I am in, in God. And I'm connected to God. I'm connected to the people of God. So I want to be here. Now, when I was sick, my parents let me stay home. I just want to, don't, don't anybody email my mom and dad about that. Anyway, they did let me stay home when I was sick. Listen, staying balanced, this business of staying balanced is closely connected to this next reason for staying connected to the church. And that's for accountability. Now, that's a word that I feel like maybe has been misused often in the church. This is what 1 Peter 5, 5 says. Peter's giving some instruction here. He says, you that are younger and of lesser rank, be subject to the elders, the ministers and the spiritual guides for the church. Be subject to them, giving the due respect and yielding to their counsel. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility. You mean that, you know, if I'm going through an issue and an older person in the church comes to me and says, hey, I see you're going through this issue. Let me pray with you about this. Let me, I want to, you know, give you some guidance through this or let me tell you my experience of this. You mean I ought to listen to them? Yes. That's the way the Lord has set it up. That's one of the reasons we need to be connected to this body. Our church family helps us be reminded of who we are. And you need people around you who are going to tell you not just what you want to hear when you want to hear it, but you need people around you that are going to tell you what you need to hear when you need to hear it. It's not always comfortable. It is not always fun. But it's the right thing and I desire it. Listen, we want to live a consecrated life, a life that's set apart to God. And being part of this community helps us do that, helps us accomplish that. These things are all interconnected because you need to connect to stay, you need to be connected to the church to stay balanced, to be accountable, but also to encourage each other. Hebrews 10.25 says, let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let's encourage one another and all the day more as you see the day approaching. I want to be the guy that's pushing and prompting and prodding others to live wholeheartedly for Jesus and his kingdom. Wow, JD, that's some, that's some like strong language. Push, you want to pushy and prodding? 
prompting? Yeah, I do. Why? Because I love you, because I care about you, because I care about your soul, because I care about your family. I need people to encourage me and I want to be someone that encourages others. I want you to know this is a place, no matter what you're going through, you will be loved and accepted. We don't cut another, uh, each other down here. We're not gonna belittle one another, but we are going to encourage one another to live wholeheartedly for Jesus, to be all in for Jesus and his kingdom. Listen, nobody can make you do any of this. Nobody, you know, God's not gonna come down and make you and shake you and say, all right, you're gonna be connected to the church. Nobody's gonna make you do this. And I understand, some of us, we might be here physically, but we're not necessarily here mentally. But you need to know that connecting into the church body does not often happen by accident. You don't just kind of, oh, well, look just what happened. I'm all of a sudden connected. It happens by being intentional. Connecting the way that God desires for us to connect takes intention from us. The invitation is out there. Now the question is, what do we do with that invitation? Being intentional about connecting and participating and contributing and receiving, if we're intentional about it, I promise it will change your life. I promise it will have an effect in your life. You're like, thank God, my God, why in the world was I not doing this for longer than now? Church, Don't let this just be a box to check in your life. Let's be intentional about connecting. Not so that we can just say that we go to church, but so that the gifts that God has given us can be activated within us and that the potential, the God potential that he's put on on the inside of us can be released, that we can make a difference with our lives that he's always intended for us to make. Not just you, Kendra, by yourself, but Kendra, with you and the exponential impact that we can make together. That's why I love Serve Day. Serve Day is, is, is like any one of us could take a Saturday and go out and say, go up to the principal at Blackman High School and say, what do you need done around here? And we could work on it and we could get some things done. Woo, that's pretty cool. But when an army of us show up, we can make an impact far greater, exponentially greater than any one of us can make on our own. Guys, we are made to connect for so many reasons. For so many reasons. Let me pray for you today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you come and you're, you're stirring some things up on the inside of us right now, some good things. Maybe you're reminding us, some, reminding us of some things that we need to be reminded of, waking our hearts to things that we need to be awakened to. Maybe, Holy Spirit, you're even just like giving us an attaboy, saying you're doing it, you're going the right way, good job, keep going, don't give up, don't quit. You're on the path of being connected. Holy Spirit, wherever you're meeting each of us in this room today, we, we wanna just respond to your word. We wanna respond to your voice. We wanna draw near in this moment 
to you, God, but we also want to draw near to each other. Jesus, we so desperately want to make the difference that you want us to make, the impact that you want us to make. We want to establish your kingdom here on earth. As this world is upside down, help us, not just as individuals, but help us collectively as a church body, as a church family, establish your kingdom here on earth, here in Middle Tennessee, here in Murfreesboro, here in the surrounding areas, here in our, even, even in our homes, God. We want your kingdom to be established, your way of doing things, your way of thinking and feeling about things. God, I pray right now, I know that there's people here, God, that are wrestling with different things. We, Lord, we had a, a, a word of knowledge this morning about someone is wrestling with some kind of addiction. Lord, I just pray right now that you would um, help set that person free. But Lord, also I pray that you would give them courage to find someone to pray with them about that, God. Find someone to connect with, to walk with them on the path of freedom from addiction, whatever it may be. God, there's all kinds of things that many of us are facing in this room, God. Give us the strength and the courage to just walk across the room to somebody and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Can you pray with me? Do you have some wisdom for me? Can you walk with me through this? God, I pray also that you'd give strength and, and wisdom and courage to those of us in the room that need to walk across the room to someone and say, what are you going through? I'll walk with you. Holy Spirit, just speak to us now. Lord, I just um, thank you and praise you for the work you did in our children's and our teenagers' lives this week at camp. Lord, I pray that as they come back they come back from camp today let us as parents and grandparents respond in a way that is encouraging to them God give us the patience to listen to their stories the ones that may be silly and just absolutely goofy but God let those those listening ears that we give them let it be a foundation for them to share with us the serious things things that really impacted them, the things that you're doing in their life, the things that they need us to help steward with them to respond to you the way you want them. God, I just I can't wait, can't wait to hear the stories. Rejoice in those stories, God. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us at SeedsChurchTN.com and on social media. Our mission at Seeds Church is to help people discover who God created them to be and equip them to do what He called them to do. One of the easiest ways you can help us accomplish our mission is by simply sharing this podcast. You can do so by subscribing 
leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope to see you soon.